to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Theron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh, cry, and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Prepare your hearts and enjoy this time designed just for you. So, shout out to Netflix for putting Space Jam on because we've watched that quite a bit. Space Jam's my jam. And re-watching it with the kids, it's the whole soundtrack is gold. Mm-hmm. Like the I Believe I Can Fly. I believe I can fly. Oh yeah, girl. I believe I can touch the sky. Man, it had like all the all the good jams. What does that song do at the end? Where it's like ah. Oh yeah, that's yep. That's all I got. That was great. That was real trying. And that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you like that for your intro to episode forty-four with? Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. Yeah, chapter six, define your dream. Which, okay, so we were talking about how we're going to intro the episode, and then Farron, of course, started singing I Believe I Can Fly, which made me think of Space Jam, and as I was about to say Space Jam, Farron said Space Jam. Yeah. So. Gotta chase those dreams. I don't know why, but that's the song that comes to mind. If you need a soundtrack for this chapter, play that one. Or just replay the first 30, 40 Two minutes of this episode. <laughs> and you're all set. Yes. Okay, so episode 44, chapter 6 of Everything is Figureoutable, Defining Your Dream. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, everything's in the mind. That's where it all starts. Knowing what you want is the first step toward getting it by Mae West. Okay, we talk about this all the time, how it's all between your ears. So whether it's your inner critic... Or your limiting beliefs. So this week we're talking about defining your dream. So you've got to figure it out in your head before you can even move forward. Yes. And that is not always as easy as it sounds. Right. Um, It could be that you aren't sure what you even want to do. And we have a passions and... Giftings finder. Yeah, we we will link it in the show notes. So if you are like, I don't have anything I'm interested or passionate about um, that will help guide your way and know that you are not alone. The other problem could be that you have too many ideas, or so you've been told, and so then trying to choose one just doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. And so instead of making a choice, you choose not to. Right. Which is still a choice. Oh. Boom. Even if you're choosing not to, that is still a choice. I like it. I got it. that from my friend Brene. Brenezy. Oh, B Money. B Money. Shout out. Brene Brown. That miniseries is the one right before this one. So we started January out with Brene Brown. Daring Greatly. That's right. And now it's Marie Forleo. Okay. So 
with defining your dream and trying to figure out what you're wanting to do, should be doing, following your passions, that giftings and passions finder, like you said, Farron, it's going to help you figure out what to do, narrow it down. It does a time audit in there as well. Uh, it doesn't break it down like by the 15 minutes like Marie Forleo suggests, but it goes in chunks so that way you can, it's a good starting place for you. Another thing that you could do, uh, prayer journaling. So sometimes it's just, if you feel weird about praying or not sure how to pray, Randy Wade actually addresses that in his episode. That's 37. We'll link that as well. But he talks about just writing it down. Farron, you made the joke of like texting God, like, what's up, God? <laughs> but, <laughs> what's up? Uh, I like that. I, I talk to God just how I would talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I just had this talk with my oldest the other day. And she's like, well, I don't pray very often because I don't even know what to say. And he also suggested um, what you're thankful for. Yeah. And so I think by starting at that point, um, that can lead you to your passions, right? You might start off with thankful for your house and thankful for your health. But if you can get down into the bottom of the thankful barrel, mm-hmm. that could lead you down your path to what you're really passionate about. Right. And if you're journaling about it, so if journaling is a weird word for you, if you're just jotting it down, writing it out, putting it on post-its, some things you're thankful for, over the course of time, you're going to notice patterns and reoccurring themes. And that's going to help you point point you in the right direction. We also, so I have, it's called One Line a Day. I'll put an Amazon link affiliate link in the show notes but it's a journal and on each page it's five sections of the same day so it's like january 1st 2019 2020 2021 22 so you write in the last two digits of the year but then over the course of time you can see what you were praying for or thankful for whatever you want to use it for i'd do it i write the few lines talking to god about either a funny thing the kids did or something i'm thankful for um so yeah, about this time last year, we recorded our first three episodes. Whoa. Yeah, so it's cool to go back and see it. It sounds like a journal time hop. Yes, mm-hmm. I really like it. So there's that. That's been helpful, and that's just also taking note of like, where the victories are. Like You feel like you've been praying for this one thing forever, and then you look back and you're like, whoa, I'm 50 steps ahead of that now. So it's been really cool for me to go back and see all the hard work. I remember there's days where I wanted to like not do it, but then I was like, wait, this is going to be so cool next year. You've got to do it. So that is motivating. Cause I feel like yeah. I always fill out the first 10 pages of a journal and mm-hmm. then I stop and then I buy another one and promise myself I'm going to do it. But that would motivate me that I'm going to see it a year later. Yeah. I've really liked it. So I'll uh, keep you posted on all the cool podcast things that we find. What? January 1st. We've, we bought our microphones, so Whoa. it was cool to see that a year ago, too. So, in this section, Marie Forleo also talks about how you can be more than just one thing. You don't have to be... I mean, just think about it right now. Like, Farron, you're an educator, and a mom, and a wife, and a Christian, and, a, like, you are already these and things. And a podcast star. <laughs> Duh, that was a given. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and a comedic. Comedian. Comic. Whatever you call those people. Oh, I love it. Yes. So yes, you can be more than one thing. I mean, is mogul the right word there? I think the... Uh, uh, I might not be using that appropriately. I think mogul's like the beast of something, right? Well... Besides the thing on the no. mountain. 
Have you ever uh, skied moguls before? Oh, I do know they're also called, uh, there's someone that sells a delicious version treat called a mogul in the DFW area. Don't what? come stalk us. What's that? What do you mean? Mogul. No, I mean like you, like the, this beverage you're speaking of. No, it's like a popsicle ice cream thing. Well, that sounds delightful. It is. So. I don't know where to tell you to get them though. Mogul is an important or powerful person, especially in the motion picture or media industry. Media industry. Medias. Yes. You are a mogul of the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Please don't inflate my ego. Name or... it, claim it. Is that what this is? Jeez Louise. I'm just kidding. Anyways, if you look at some of the leading people in your field, they probably are excellent at many things. Uh, My girls have been saying that they either want to be an artist or an engineer. And so we've discussed how like you actually are creative when you build stuff and it has an aesthetic to it that's artistic Mm -hmm, right then another one wants to be a scientist and an artist and again i think scientists have to think creatively to solve different scientific problems yeah for sure so um i think a lot of jobs require many skills and involve all your passions so in education i enjoy being creative and creating things and helping those that struggle and so i get to use all of those passions in one career right and even marie forleo she talks about through her life she um was on mtv she was a choreographer and then she did dance here and then she worked at bars here and then she's an author and has marie tv and so she is all of these things and she does it well Mm -hmm. but that just and she talks she tells you how to do those things too and we'll get to that in a later chapter but her main point in this section is you can't hit a target that you can't see. Mm-hmm. So if I'm dreaming and I, like your daughter, I want to be an artist. Okay, so what what kind of artist? So do we need to try different things? What do we need to do to kind of put you on that roadmap? Can you imagine planning for an event but not knowing what the event was? Oh my goodness, Whether that sounds terrible. Whether it was like a wedding or a three-year-old's <laughs> birthday party or a college graduation. Oh my goodness. I mean, you... You can't begin to plan it without knowing what the end goal is. It's like, okay, we're going to go on a vacation, but I'm not telling you where. could be the North Pole. It could be Hawaii. Oh, yay. Do I pack warm or cold clothes? Can't tell you. It's a surprise. (gasps) I'm over it. So either then. Now I'm irritated. (laughs) I went from excited to irritated. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Real fast. And that's what your brain does whenever you can't. You don't know what you're aiming at. You can't hit the target. How can you expect to? So you need to set yourself up if you would like to even get on the board somehow. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Pick If you really can't decide, pick one thing. And I'm pretty sure not too long into it, you're going to figure out, eh, this is not for me or this would be right. And hey, if you spend a long time going down that career field, it's not for like nothing. You've gained experience for sure. And you now know that that's not what you want to do. Right. So instead of still at square one, having not made a decision, at least you're making progress. Well, and even if you are in a career right now that you know you're not going to be in it forever, you can still leverage all of that experience just mm-hmm. in a different avenue. Yeah. So a, it's not wasted. A lot of people that are hiring, they want you to have some experience, um, even if it's not necessarily in the specific field. 
you can show leadership skills in the organization and working with a team and a right. lot of the, do they still call them soft skills or people, interpersonal skills? I, I, I guess on paper, skills. yeah, but at the same time, like, I would rather teach someone a skill than have to teach them how to work with other people. Mm-hmm. So I can teach anybody a skill, right? Like if I'm yeah. an expert in this one field, I can teach them how to operate this machine or right. write this paper or yeah. do this format. But if they don't know how to work with people or lead a group of people or get along with people they don't like, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Can you, how, Tell me about your work, Nemesis. How's that? Can you be cordial? <laughs> yes. Because you've had practice. Some people either, or you've had deliberate practice as opposed to someone who's like, oh, I'm just never going to like them. Like, oh. Yeah. I remember my first job and then I just was like, man, someday if I don't do this, then I'm sure everyone I work with will be so nice and kind. And you just kind of learn that there's, yep, there's always going to be that kind of personality. So the sooner you can learn to work with it the less you'll be in misery. Yeah. Look at that. All that to say. That's a different podcast. (laughs) Yes. But, um, again, finding where you're kind of aiming is going to help you out. Even if you can, if you don't know which to pick, you can eliminate a whole lot of other things. Mm -hmm. So if it's not something that sparks joy or like lights you up, then put that on a back burner and then work on the ones that do light you up first and see where those go. Yep. Okay, the next section in the book is being true to yourself and to your dreams. Mm, so that's a good one. Don't yes. do it just because your parents were in that profession. I mean, maybe that's what's right for you. But I think, um, I don't know what book it was. It could have been John Maxwell's personal, I don't know, I'm not going to quote that. But 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth? That one. I think so. I think he mentions the amount of people that um, their first job is the job that they their parents wanted them to have and sometimes that works out but for a significant amount of people um, it doesn't work out for them because that isn't true to who they are in their dreams I remember you saying that and I was like (gasps) but uh, you even mentioned that it could have been subconscious decisions Uh, because you want to make your parents proud or you respect them so highly that maybe if you're successful in that one area you will earn their love and respect whether it's conditional, unconditional, whatever. Uh, that was, we also talked about that in the Grit book with, no, Enneagram uh, miniseries with Andre Agassi. Mm. That guy hates tennis. Did you know that? But he's a three, so he was trying to perform and please to get the respect of his father. Mm. And then once he retired, he came out and was like, y'all, I hate tennis. <laughs> I only did this to make my dad happy. So, what? Yeah. And so if you did that, I mean, you're not wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You're normal, you, actually. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're more normal than the people that didn't. Um, you know, you saw a pattern that worked, or, again, there was good motives behind it, and you're probably actually good at it, but it might mm-hmm. not be very fulfilling. And so. we, we talked about this, too. I think it was in the Grit episode. Um, if you have a child who is trying to figure out what career route to take, Um, And they're going to college and they want to major in philosophy. We can throw that one out. I don't know. That one gets thrown out a lot. I'm glad you thought of one. I can Um, do one fast enough. You can encourage a double major, business and philosophy. Mm -hmm. That way they can have a a fallback plan. I I don't think anything's wrong with double majoring ever. So that way you do have 
multiple career paths in case you wanted to mm-hmm. do that. Yep. Um, so she goes on to talk about don't compromise your moral code. And so that's definitely something that if I was in a profession that didn't align with my morals for me and who I am, that would have me miserable all day, every day. And sometimes it could just be a uh, work culture or climate. Right, just need a different landscape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be the same profession or field, but with a different company or yeah. location. And that's important to explore those options too. It's always, if you've invested so much in the career and you do like a lot of aspects about it, maybe you just need a scenery change. Not because the grass is greener, but maybe you're just in a toxic environment and you just need to get to any other environment. So it could be that as well. In this in this part of the book, Marie talks about how uh, make sure you're going with your heart and blah, blah, blah. Um, we just want to reiterate that make sure you are following what God's called you to do. Don't be a Jonah. A whale is going to swallow you, maybe. (laughs) Um, But again, filter it through, is this what God is calling me to do? Did he put certain passions in my heart to follow this? Did he set up this path so I can take the next step and see what's going on? Um, Again, so if we're looking through the Christian lens, make sure you're sticking with what God has called you to do. And if you're confused on that, you have a hard time with discernment, you can talk to wise counsel or pray about it or read the bible and that's going to help kind of narrow down some options yeah so i like too that you know you have what the world tells you but we have been encouraged and found benefit from taking what the world says and holding it up to the truths of the bible yeah oh i like how you said that so we yes so whatever book we read we're also going to compare it with what scripture says, what our wise counsel says, what our pastors we trust, what they say. And there is that verse that's quoted and taken out of context a lot. All right, so there's a verse that does get taken out of context a lot, but it does apply here. It's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So again, if we are aligned with what God is saying and we are obedient to whatever he's calling us to there is hope for the future that doesn't mean it's going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy it might be difficult difficult lemon difficult but that's (laughs) okay lemon paper cut difficult (laughs) yeah speaking from experience that sounds terrible yeah i feel like when people use that quote a lot of times it's like you'll get what you wish for like in a positive way um but Um, It's not that simple. The last part she talks about is just maintaining your focus. So keeping your eyes on the prize. A lot of people do vision boards or they write it on their mirror or they write it down every day. Uh, Rachel Hollis has her planner where you write your 10 big goals or your 10 big dreams every single day you write them down. Um, Again, there is practice. Um, This is actually combining like what Rachel's doing with the 10, writing 10 dreams down every day. And with Marie, what she's saying, with writing down your dreams and goals, that's going to give you a 42% increase in percentage of likelihood of achieving your goals. So again, that's just keeping it in the forefront, keeping it on the front burner instead of the back burner. So if you have a dream that you're trying to chase, then it would be wise to keep it in the forefront of your mind. Yes, and if two highly successful women are have that practice then there must be something to it right you can look at what a lot of successful people do 
and a lot of them do write down their goals and they do journal about it and yeah it's really interesting looking at their daily habits and then comparing them to yours that's kind of the sad part but (laughs) all right in the next section she talks about recruiting your ras and it says your wish is its command. So RAS is a fancy way to say reticular activating system. So it's kind of like whenever you're car shopping, you're like, oh man, I just don't know what kind of car I want. You're like, oh, I want a Mazda. And then suddenly you see Mazdas everywhere. That's because your RAS is trying to keep it in the front of your mind. Our brains are working so fast that we do see everything and have everything in our brain, but it filters out the most important thing and puts that in the forefront. I love the example, too, where like you think, oh, I want to get something unique and original, and I've never seen this before, and as soon as you buy it, you start noticing it all around you. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, I was trying to be <laughs> an individual. Where are my fours at? <laughs> For real. Fours, not fours. <laughs> So, again, the, you need to activate your RES and make sure... It, well, your brain's already doing it, but you play along with it and you fight for it, too, so that way it is... You're in control of it more. So that's why a vision board is important or repetition is important or writing it down is important. That's all going to keep your RES highly activated. I like to think of it as, like, if you tell yourself you can't do it, then your brain says, okay, I got it. We can't do it. So it's kind of like tunnel vision on, not looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get it in your head, I am going to become a writer. I am going to publish a book. Then your brain starts saying, yeah, I am going to publish the book. And it starts looking again for those things that maybe mm-hmm. subconsciously it wasn't seen before. Opportunities or methods to solve that problem or get you to your end goal. And it's we have a post about speaking life into specifically little kids, uh, but it also works for anyone if you want to speak life into anyone. So that should also include yourself. So if you're wanting to go write the book or learn to do the backflip or whatever it is, make sure you're speaking life into yourself because what's what's the quote? I don't remember who said it, but it's whether you think you can or, you're, or you can't, you're right. Gandhi. <laughs> he said some good stuff. Maybe he said that one too. <laughs> I, I don't think it was Gandhi. But hey, let's continue with the bonus points. Anyone that can comment with that person, uh, one thousand points. The game show where points don't matter. Or yes, don't whose line know. is it anyway? Mm-hmm. And uh, can I get the bonus points because it's Henry Ford? Okay. Yay! Five points. Suckers. Brooke got him. A thousand points. points to Gryffindor. <laughs> I feel like we need a button that every time either you get points or I get points, it says to Hufflepuff or to Gryffindor. Okay. Someone out there has a skill set where you can make buttons that say things, and we would kindly kindly accept. Take our podcast to the next level. (laughs) I I think I would overuse it. Maybe a parallel or lower level. Uh, I don't know. But it is a level. (laughs) Level up. Okay, so again, back to the RAS. That just proves that the power of consistent work or praying constantly about it. I mean, have I, I've heard this before. Where it's like, have you prayed about it more than you've complained about it? Ooh, and I'm just say like, it again. Well, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> just say it again. Have you prayed about it more than you've complained about it? 
no. (laughs) (laughs) That's always my answer, too. Like, dang. But if I did practice journaling habits every day towards one specific thing, or if I did one routine. So my mom, she has, she prays for someone in her family for the entire week and has no cards. So she'll be like, it's your week, Brooke. I'm like, oh, please pray about this, 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 this. Forget note cards. Do you have a large spiral college ruled notebook? Yes, please. <laughs> Let me type my 40-page essay for you. But, again, it's being consistent with it. So consistently working towards it. Consistently letting your RAS figure out how to filter through things. Speaking life into yourself. Praying. Seeking wise counsel. Getting someone who your village to rally around you. All of that will help you reach your goal. And I think this is a good area that... If you're not comfortable speaking life into yourself, this is where it's good to have a cheering section. Yes. But just, as always, be wise in who you pick to have be your cheerleader, because if they're not up for that, then they might do the opposite. So We've mentioned this in in other episodes, too. Yeah, and they're coming a lot of times because if you picked them, surely they're people that you love and love and care about you. Um, and so sometimes their fears and hesitations come from a good place that you want to find someone that, you know, can definitely keep you rooted, but ultimately they're trying to help you grow. Right. Brene Brown. I did uh, yeah, I like rooted him. I like it too. You're so smart. I like that. Uh, Brene Brown talks about the people in the, her arena with her. So if you want to go back to that vulnerability series, you can hear all about that. But you care if you were the man in the arena Make sure you're not listening to the crowd. You need to be focused on the people who are in the arena with you because they're the ones who um, you do want to listen to them. You do want to kind of heed their warnings. And God has put those people, if you've, again, vetted them through like the Christian lens, then hopefully God has put those people there for you to kind of help you and guide you. Mm-hmm. As we promised in the intro... She does suggest ways on how to increase your odds of success by 42%. Have you ever had a goal? And you're like, man, I want to do this. I'm not sure how, but by golly, I'm going to pursue it. And then what if you fear and come along and you're like, well, if you want to increase your odds by 42%, I can give you a secret. What is this witchcraft? Ah! <laughs> Al contraire, mon frere. It's not... My, my French accent's really bad, so I just use Texan when I speak French. <laughs> Is that okay? Al contraire, mon frere. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry to everyone who speaks French. I always So I took a semester of French back in college. Mm. I only remember the important stuff, like, where's the bathroom? and Among other, other phrases. Yeah. But... My accent is terrible, and the French professor was always like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I'm like, ah, I don't know, I'm sorry. So I'm proud of you for trying. Thanks. I barely got through Spanish. Ah, uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit. That grammar mm. class, though. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yikes, bikes. Okay. You know those classes where you just kind of look around the room, and everyone <laughs> I'm else. in the wrong room. He's <laughs> it, and you're like... Oh my gosh, I walked in to the wrong class. And then you ask someone, and they're like, no, no, no. It's what you signed up for. Uh, so pass-fail, or uh, how's that going to... I took the grade. Oh, well, you, you have to. You can't pass-fail on a major minor, right? Yeah, I don't know. Mm, you're a Spanish minor, right? Yeah, but I did take stats pass-fail. 
Stop reminding me of social science statistics. Speaking of 42%, oh my gosh, increase your odds. What's the first step, Brooke? Tell me. Write down your goals. And see, I feel like this is, remember earlier, the episodes is like the whole don't knock it till you try it. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, oh, that won't work for me. Or every day I have to write this down. Okay, have you tried it? Do you want 42% increase? Yeah. Then write it down every day. Come on. Okay, so the next... So there's a difference between, I want to be... Successful. Okay, so successful looks very different (laughs) to lots of other people. So you need to be specific. So ambiguity is the enemy of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. You need to be clear and focused. So instead of, I want to be successful. So think about what defines success. Are you talking about money? Are you talking about family? Are you talking about health? What are, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. So, and if that means you got four different goals, all are success, but this is what success looks like at my home or at my job or in my spiritual life, however that works out, then you need to go more specific there. Or if it's like, I want to write a book. Okay. Oh, let's, you can even be specific as, I want to write my children's devotional by May. Mm. Yes, the clearer the better, because if you spend a lot of time in brainstorming, you might feel like, I'm working towards my goal, but um, you're not actually making much progress. Enneagram 5. Oh, yes. Watch out. So clear and focus, deadlines, people to hold you accountable, those are all very important. Well, and all, and all of that, it's it's like the fundamentals and the foundation. So think about if I want to go learn to play basketball, the first thing I do, I'm not going to learn to play. The first thing I'm going to do is probably learn to dribble, maybe learn the rules. First, you need a basketball. Facts. Imaginary yep. basketball. Just pick <laughs> one. Pick one, get started. It's like the parable of building the house on like the sand and then the rocks and then the... So, again, if you don't have the firm foundation of your why, like, what, what is my goal? And then what's your why? Because your why is going to help you on the tough days. So, your what is easier to figure out, and then your why is the thing that's going to get you through the ugly stuff. Because it's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. Nope. In fact, the people who, quote, make it are the ones who didn't quit when it got bumpy. So, there's that. Facts. Thanks for reiterating. That's what I'm here for. You set them up and I knock them down. So her insight into action, remember those are the challenges she has at the end of every chapter. This one has five steps and goes into pretty intense detail, especially if you have a million dreams to chase. And again, that's okay. It's okay to be multi-passionate. But she gives you some things to do, like list your top one-year dreams so a lot of times if you're like, okay, Farron, what are your top one-year dreams? What is a one-year dream, Brooke? Okay. So I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so again, like, well, you mean like a calendar year or like the fiscal year or like the academic year? Like That's up to you. Or like this past week that felt like a year? <laughs> so it just depends on you and what your goal is. So if you're trying, so if you needed help to figure out what the goal would be. Again, you can base it off of the academic year, the fiscal year, however it works. Like if your goal is related towards your kids, then an academic year might be more appropriate because that's how their years work. 
But if you're working towards maybe a fiscal goal, then maybe the fiscal calendar would work better. So, or if you want to work in quarters, whatever you want to do, um, her suggestion is just start with your top one year dreams. So the prompt she gives is, wouldn't it be cool if? So what she does in her group meetings, they sit in a circle and they start out with, wouldn't it be cool if? Blah, 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 blah. And she said that's where crazy awesome ideas have come from in her company. And that's why it is what it is today. Because she set up her parameters for this, um, like, rules to play by. So if we're doing the wouldn't it be cool if, so if you did this with your spouse, which I think would be a great idea. Wouldn't it be cool if we didn't fight about custodial duties? Wouldn't it be cool if the kids slept through the night? And, like, past 6 a.m. Wouldn't it be cool if I didn't get frustrated at the kids after working all day? Wouldn't it be cool if dinner cooked itself? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be cool if the Roombas worked over everything all the time? Wouldn't it be cool if someone else (laughs) did the laundry? (laughs) See, you could go on and on and on and on. And then from there, you could figure it out from there. But if we're talking about, like, one-year dreams for your job, wouldn't it be cool if I got the promotion? Wouldn't it be cool if... I had my best month of sales. Wouldn't it be cool if I retired yeah. in my low 30s? <laughs> <laughs> Working on it, right? Working on it. <laughs> yeah. So again, just think about that. And that might be a fun little date night activity as well. Or you could even dream with your kids. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if I learned to ride my bike this summer? Or I learned to tie my shoes? Or something that is developmentally appropriate. So again, you can let your your mind go on this one. There's no wrong answer some other ground rules would be make sure you've set up your environment for, like, we're not going to poke fun at it, whatever it is, because um, it might end up being an awesome idea. Yeah, if you laugh at their idea and they were being serious, that's not good. Yeah. And also, that's a no-no with vulnerability. Like, mm-hmm. you tell me this vulnerable thing and I laugh at you? Like, wouldn't it be cool if me and you didn't fight about this one thing for, like, a week? I mean, and they say, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well... Great. Because of you. Beep, 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 beep. Great <laughs> So that step one would be the wouldn't it be cool if, and then just the big top one year dreams. And then from there, you can get real about the dreams. So you need to figure out the why. So you need to dig a little deeper. So if it is, uh, wouldn't it be cool if we didn't fight about custodial duties? Okay, so let's get real about it. So why is that important? Not just because we want a clean house or because we like to have cooked meals, but Another why, it relieves stress, it makes us feel safe and comfortable, it helps us, you know, just stay organized with other things of life, it gives me one less thing to do. So again, you can find the why before that, Um, just remember that the reasons come before the results, so... The reasons come before the results. Right, so again, if we have this goal or have this dream, but there's not a reason behind it, what are we doing? Oh, I want to learn to run... A hundred yard dash and however many seconds that's appropriate for my age that I can't think of. Okay, side note, <laughs> sort of relevant, not really. The Barkley Marathon. Yes, seen that. How cool is that? Oh my! Is that on Netflix? Or what's uh, it on? I watched it. I think on Prime. Yes, I feel like we watched that a few months ago, and it was so fascinating. And it makes me want to do it. No. <laughs> I want to go watch people do it. Okay, you can be my man in the arena and cheer me on. I'll um, nurse your wounds. Thank you. Anyways, Anyways. (laughs) what we were talking about is (laughs) the reasons come before results. 
Yes. So why are you doing it? And that's what made me think of why would anyone do the Barkley Marathon? It's fascinating. It is, but and I understand wanting to challenge yourself, <laughs> but you got to have a pretty big why to get through that. That's true. That's true. Um, and then after you figure out the reasons, so again, what are the top one-year goals? Get real about them. What's the why and what are the reasons behind it? Um, and then think about, has anyone already figured this out? And then what did they do? Like for if me and Farron are be- being vulnerable, we want to learn how to reach more people with our podcast. Okay, so obviously we're not the first ones to do that. So we can go and look at Rachel Hollis or we can go and look at Jenna Kutcher or whoever. And then we can go from there. What are they doing? And kind of mimic. Yeah, we didn't become these excellent professional podcasters before (laughs) we started podcasting. That is nonsensical. It's the whole start before you're ready, but in that process, we continue to learn from those that have gone before. Right. Again, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel's there, so then... And you can make it your own. For sure. You can bedazzle that wheel. You know, flames. Who knows? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) This is a wouldn't it be cool if Brooke don't laugh at my flame suggestion. I I wasn't. I was elaborating and piggybacking off of it. So Mm -hmm. sorry, Farron and Brene. I'm not talking (laughs) anymore. Oh, please don't do that. Nope. Nope. Come back to me. Baby, come back. (laughs) Okay, then step three. Me. Step three would be, if you have all of these dreams and you're not sure what to do, just pick one for now. That's not saying no to the others. You can still keep them in the forefront of your mind if you want, um, but just try to focus on one. And then the next step would be make it specific, measurable, and actionable. So again, it'd be great to say, oh, I want to run a marathon. But wouldn't it be better if I want to run the 5K in Dallas this May in how in like 10 weeks or whenever that is mm-hmm. so again that's very specific it's measurable and it's actionable i think measurable is the thing for me and because i'm like everybody else <laughs> measurable <laughs> is the part that i don't include so let's say you want to write a book can you say this is my weekly writing goal whether it's a number of words or for a certain amount of time I'm going to dedicate five hours a week to writing. And then maybe you hit your goal. Maybe you go higher. If you go lower, what do you need to do to change that? But yeah, measurable. Mm -hmm. Because if you get stuck again in that thinking and planning section, uh, it's important. But at some point you need to start. Like our example again with the podcast. We started and we're um, revamping and trying to perfect not perfect, but <laughs> improve nine, nine mean one <laughs> trying to improve, um, this podcast right. every, every day. Right. Like if you go back and listen to the first one, it's, it's a little rougher than these. No. <laughs> there are not any jazzy intros with us singing you little angelic voice over <laughs> there. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Uh, so the step after making it specific, measurable, and actionable is determining your next three steps. So if it is run a 5K in Dallas in May, then my next three steps would be, oh, well, do I have running shoes? <laughs> probably need to do that, and then I probably need to get either an app, or I need to talk to someone who's done this before, or I need to Google it and see, okay, how to run a 5K in 10 weeks. The, all that information is out on the internets. You can look it up. I have to say internets every time now. <laughs> Ever since, I guess it was last episode. Roll my eyes. 
That's fine. Every time. So a word to the wise, focus only on what you can control. So if it's raining on one of the days of training, okay, well, it might be raining during the 5K anyway, so you got to practice, practice. Yep. And you know what? you got to do it even when you don't want to do it. And the more you do it when you don't want to do it, the easy, the less days I feel like you have. You're still going to have the days you don't want to do it. Right. But the more you make yourself, you'll right. be set. And that's going to, and then you need to kick back into your why. Why do I want to run the 5K? If I want to run it just because to say I did it, if that's enough motivation for you, cool. That's not for me. If I, if it was a bet and I get a thousand bucks for running a 5K, oh heck yeah, I'll go run one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really just creating that habit, right? If you've developed the reaction that when you don't want to do something, you don't do it, then you're, that's a hap, think of it as a habit. But mm-hmm. if you retrain your brain, that when you don't want to do something, you do it anyway, then you're going to develop that habit. Like, right. I don't want to do this. Well, when I don't want to do it, I do it anyway. Right. So just retraining your brain. Yeah, that's the thing I do. I get up and I go do this. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. So, again, whatever you need to tell yourself to make it work, do it. Obviously, filter be it through kind. your moral compass. But Yes, and be kind to yourself. Yeah, and give grace to yourself. I think that's a big one that I learned... Later than I, like, if I could go back and tell myself 10 years ago to extend grace to myself, I could have saved myself a lot of time wasted and energy spent. Good Lord. So give yourself grace. Feel you on that one. All right. So that concludes episode 44, chapter six of Marie Forleo's Everything is Figureoutable. And next week, we're going to hit you with chapter seven. Start before you're ready. Boom. Hmm. Have we heard that? Yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait to dive a little deeper into that one. All right. See you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you, for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini-series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.